1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Odyssey Sports presents Big Time Baseball. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another wonderful week of Major League Baseball action, which means you are currently listening to Big Time Baseball for Odyssey Sports. Cody Decker here, former professional baseball player turned professional smartass on the radio and with me. The one and only, the legendary, you catch him on New York Post and his great writing. You catch him on MLB Network with everything he does, All, not to mention all his podcasts. He is John Heyman. John, how you doing, man? I'm good, Cody. It's great to be with you. It is always great to be with you. It's always a joy getting to talk baseball with one of the best bi- baseball minds out there, John, and that, in my opinion, is you. Um, we got to talk about, obviously, the elephant in the room, which is the brawl. That took place in Anaheim. And I will say this. It seems as though everybody's having a lot more fun with this brawl than past brawls in the past. Am I wrong with us? No, you're
3: not. There was some good, some funny stuff. I mean, I don't like to encourage brawls, but it was quite amusing and somewhat entertaining. So uh, I got to say this was a little (laughs) bit different.
2: It was both teams, not really in, a, in any playoff hunt. In fact, I almost liked it because it seemed like these two teams who I, I think a lot of people, including myself, were really excited to see this year uh, have been without a pulse all season. Seeing either team actually finally show some passion, <laughs> I, I found to be kind of encouraging, actually. <laughs>
3: well, I'm glad that you saw the positive. Um I thought it was amusing that the uh, interpreter, now I didn't actually see, you know, I, I, don't, have the, I don't have the film, so I, I don't exactly know what everybody did in this thing. You, you know, MLB has to go over it. To, you know, it's not so easy probably to look at every single person and see what their involvement was. But uh, the interpreter, I thought that was funny that he got a suspension. I didn't, maybe you saw exactly what he did. When I heard I the interpreter, I said, it, well, it can't be Ipe. I don't know if you know the interpreter for, uh, for well, Show Antony, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's the most mild-mannered guy I've ever met. And <laughs> it, it was, it was, it was a different interpreter. They've got a few interpreters there, and uh, you know that I thought that was something. And then, of course, uh, at the end, where uh, was it? Raisel Iglesias who took all the sunflower seeds and tried to. Throw, you know, the guy's got a great arm. He tried <laughs> to throw them across the diamond. and he couldn't quite make it, but uh, that was uh, that was something else as well. So it was it was amusing. Like I said, I don't want to encourage it, but. Uh, this was one of the most entertaining brawls I've seen.
2: Oh yes, it tru- truly was. By the way, Phil Nevin, uh, interim manager, ten game suspension. And I- I've known Phil a long time. I have played against Phil a lot. I've hung out with Phil a few times. I absolutely love the guy. I love his intensity. I love how. I love everything about him. I just I'm blown away as a man that as is as intense as Phil Nevin can be. You know, 17 games into your managerial career, getting a 10 game suspension <laughs> is really something. <laughs> He will now
3: have more suspended games than victories by the end of the suspension. Um, yeah, I mean, I know Aaron Boone's a big fan of, of Phil Nevin. a lot of people love the guy. Very intense. Um, you know, some people think he's a, you know got a little bit of a temper, uh, which may or may not be the case. I don't know him personally. Um, you know, he seemed calm, and it's post game, but uh, you know, it was a bit unusual. Uh, Seventeen games into your tenure. To, uh, to change starting pitchers, to put in an opener with the express purpose of throwing at people. Uh, yeah, you don't was... see that very often, and that's why he got 10 games, because he mm-hmm. sent someone out there with the intention of getting retribution. Obviously, Mike Trout not too happy, and I don't blame him. The ball was thrown up and in, Swanson the pitcher, up and in on Trout, which we do not want to see. Um, one of the greatest players of all time, not good, and I get why the Angels were upset. I, I, I get all that. But yeah, uh, you can't change pitchers just to put a guy in there to throw at somebody. That that that's that'll earn you a big suspension every time. Yeah,
2: that's that's one hundred percent a no no. Here are the suspensions on the Mariners' side: Jesse Winker, seven games. I think that's pretty earned. JP Crawford, five games. Julio Rodriguez, two games. Uh, Angels, the list is longer. Yes, a lot, lo- a lot, a longer. lot longer. <laughs> thirty three. <laughs> they got thirty three <laughs> games
3: suspended.
2: Uh and oh, the. Um, uh, and yeah, you, you love this. Andrew wants not appealing. Just a bunch of things. And I believe uh, Phil Nevin can't appeal. So it's uh, it's uh, quite a few uh missing players and a lot of missing games. It's going to be uh, the Salt Lake Bees over there in Anaheim for a, a week or two, it looks like. Yeah, you know, that hurts them
3: to lose 33 games with all the injuries that they've had. I and mean, Rendon, that's another thing about this brawl. Rendon is on the injured list. He comes out to get, take part in the brawl. He gets five games and now... And uh, that that'll of course start next year. But now he can't even be on the bench with the team. They don't trust him to be on the bench. Yeah. So uh, it was quite something. And you know, I you know, I do I do work at MLB, so people can say what they want. But I, I do think Nevin deserved the biggest penalty, and I and I think that Winker deserved the second biggest penalty. He did apologize for uh, flipping off the fans uh, with both hands, which you know I think it should, probably should be five games for each hand. So I would give it maybe ten. <laughs> But uh, I, seven I games is a is a stiff penalty. So you know yeah. what? They got stiff penalties. They earned it. They deserve it. And uh, not going to help these two teams as they battle to try, try to get back in. Not going to be easy to get back in, especially where Red Sox are going. American League looks a little tougher than we thought. AL East looks really tough. That looks like the best division now. Even Baltimore is doing well, but... Well, disappointing year for the Angels and for the Mariners, but yeah. that's, that'll be their high, that'll be on their highlight film.
2: What happened on Sunday? Unquestionably, it'll be on their highlight film. Uh, looking out throughout the rest of the league, uh, O'Neill Cruz. Uh, I think everyone in Major League Baseball media owes a collective, including myself, owes a collective apology to both the Baltimore Orioles and the Pittsburgh Pirates because both of these teams. Are very fun to watch right now. Baltimore playing pretty good baseball despite being in last place in their division. And Pittsburgh Pirates, Key yeah. Brian Hayes and O'Neill Cruz. I, I am going to watch every game of the Pittsburgh Pirates for <laughs> the rest of the season. I, you, I this is a, a point. In you. Yeah. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna get tickets at PNC and sit with Michael Keaton in a year when this team starts really competing. Man, is that
3: their celebrity row? One guy. Just one guy. You uh, got Batman, guy. and that's all you need. That's all you need when you have Batman. I'm, You know, that's a beautiful park. I, I do enjoy going there. Underrated city. Um, I'm not apologizing, though. Uh, <laughs> they earned it, you know. I mean, they, they've not been good for a while. Baltimore, mm-hmm. much better. Much better than we've seen them. There. You could see them on the rise. No question about it. Their bullpen is good. The top of their lineup is good. Um, you know, you know. If you look at their record outside of the division, it's very good. Just they're in a very, very tough division. So, you know, they're in last place. Still, they're a pretty good team at this point. Pittsburgh, on the rise, got some more work to do. Certainly, Reynolds is a good player. Key Bryant, fantastic defensively especially. O'Neal Cruz is quite a talent. In In terms of tools, now, take Otani out of the picture because, I mean, he he's, it's not fair. I mean, he's got the greatest tools of all time probably. But take Otani out. Among the regular players, uh, scouts tell me that O'Neill Cruz has as good a tools as anybody. He's got the great arm. He's got great speed. And he obviously has great power. So, I mean, this is one of the most talented guys in baseball right up there with Tatis and uh, the other superstars of the game. Uh, one interesting note that I was pointing out to me, I didn't realize he's actually, believe it or not, older than Juan Soto. Um, Juan Soto is three weeks younger than Cruz. My so God. I'm not giving my apology to Pittsburgh yet because I, I, <laughs> I kind of suspect he should have been in the majors by now.
2: Yep. Seems like it. Absolutely seems like it. But here, here's the thing. Right now, he shot up to the top uh, of the NL rookie of the year futures, as far as the gambling lines go. Do you think that, do you think it's a little inflated because I think this is Mackenzie Gore's, uh, award to lose?
3: Yeah. I mean, I'll go with a guy who's really done something to this point. And Mm Mackenzie Gore is pitching like an ACE. I mean, he's probably second best pitcher on that team to Musgrove right now, but pitching like an ACE for a team that's right in the thick of things. I mean, you know, he's got a, 65-game head start or so on O'Neal Cruz. You know, guys have won it in half a year. Willie McCovey was, this is before your time, Cody, but uh, he won the Rookie of the Year in half a year. It's possible to do it. Can be done. It's been done a couple times. Uh, it's not that easy, though. So um, I think the futures maybe getting a little ahead of themselves on that one. I would go with Gore. We'll see what happens here.
1: eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential?
2: I agree with that. I do think the futures has gotten a little ahead of themselves, although, you know, six six straight games with an RBI to start your career is not a bad way to start. (laughs) Pretty good. Uh, uh, Boston Red Sox, you mentioned them surging. Uh, The AL East, in fact, currently every playoff spot it seems available, they currently have at hand. Um, You can make the argument best division in baseball. I personally think it might be the NL West, but you can make a very good argument for both of these divisions. Red Sox. I mean, how real are they with the pitching that they currently have? Can they sustain this? Uh, the Rays are going to start getting a little healthier. Wander uh, Franco coming back. Uh, hopefully, get a few more bodies over there. But do you think this team is real and can sustain this second place spot?
3: <laughs> well, don't you know? Don't ask me about the Red Sox. I got back and forth on them. I had them as a playoff team to start. I gave up on them. I I, I cursed myself out on Twitter. For picking them to be in the playoffs, and so now look at them, uh, they're in second place. So they've done it quickly, they have great hitting, uh, they've got three guys hitting way over 300, two, three, and four in the uh, batting title race in the American League are Devers, Bogerts, and J.D. Martinez, so uh, that's a big advantage to have that kind of hitting right there in your lineup. Um, so you know, I, I think they're a good team, which is what I thought to begin with. I think they're a little short on pitching. Obviously, if Sale comes back healthy, that'll be a big plus. Pavetta's been really good. I have a big faith in Ivaldi. Still a little shaky with that bullpen. Um, you know, doesn't feel like anybody's really going to challenge the Yankees or the Astros. I just saw that series this weekend. Uh, those teams look much the best to me. But uh, Boston, certainly a playoff team, as I predicted, and then, of course, went back on.
2: Mm-hmm. Um I I like this team. I I do think if they can get a couple, it's the arms that scare me more than anything else. I think they're offensively, they can go toe to toe with just about anybody, but they just, there's something about their inconsistency. You you mentioned how they go hot and cold. Mm -hmm. That hot and cold streaks just scare the living hell out of me. That makes me think that the Rays can just get this spot back. Not to mention the Toronto Blue Jays, man.
3: Yeah, they're good. I mean, the Blue Jays, I think on paper, I thought they'd be the best team. Um, Obviously, the Yankees are the best team. Um, Yeah, I think Toronto. uh, Barrios is not quite what he'd been. Um, You know, I I still feel like with Manoa, Gosman, even with Ryu out, I think they're going to add an arm. You know, they got a great closer in Romero, uh, Romano. Um, God, I I just feel like the Blue Jays are the second best team in that division. And in the end, I think they'll finish second. But to, to me, that's the best division. I probably went away from them when the when the NL West was doing so great for a whole long time. But I think the ALEs is the best. Now, now that I see Baltimore beating up on teams outside the division, and, um, you know, to me, they're not bad. And the other four are really good. So I think that's the best division. I think Toronto's probably
2: the second-best team in there. Uh, I have a theory. And it's about the Minnesota Twins that one way or the another, uh, one way or another, the Minnesota Twins will sneak into the playoffs. They're currently leading their division, but I I kindly look at them that they're not a real first place team. I mean, I look at <laughs> other teams, I look I look at the Astros and we're like, yeah, that's a first place team. The Yankees, that's a first place team. I just don't feel the same way about the Minnesota Twins. Yeah. But isn't this how it always happens? a team like this kind of sneaks into the playoffs and they face a juggernaut like the Yankees who have a history that it's almost like in the Twins bylaws that they have to lose to the Yankees and the ALDS no, every year. I is this? N- yeah. I hope yeah.
3: the Twins don't have to, pay to play the Yankees again. I mean, the record in the postseason against the Yankees, I, I mean, I have to, if they want a game, I, I, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It is. So it's not fair. I hope they but, don't have to do it, but uh, yeah, I'm with you. I understand what you're saying.
2: But based on this, like, doesn't this just seem like – I I was watching the Twins last night thinking, is this the year with the Twins that I truly don't think they're a real first-place team and the Yankees, who everyone, including myself, agrees might be the greatest team ever, that somehow <laughs> this is the year that the Twins get past the Yankees in no. October? I can't no. imagine, but no. it would be a hell of a story.
3: <laughs> no, I, I hope for their sake that they get to play somebody else, and uh, I, I think – I mean, we'll see how it shakes out, but at this point, I don't – Think they would have to play them in the, the first uh, go round. But, um, well, they, right, as, as things stand now, the Yankees and the Astros would get the bye. But even the next round, as things shake out, it doesn't appear they would, but you never know how things go. I will say this they got to win the division to get in, because I do think that four teams from the East are going to get in the playoffs. So mm-hmm. I think that battle, which is pretty good between Cleveland and Minnesota, and you could still throw the White Sox in there if you like. Um, I think one of the teams is going to make it playoffs and the other one's going to be left out or the other two are going to be left out. So they got to win it. Um, And I, you know, I think with Correa and Buxton, they got their health. Um, They should have the advantage. I I think I give Cleveland credit for where they are now, but uh, I just, I just kind of feel that Minnesota is a better team.
2: I think so too. And I, I, I've, I've enjoyed the guardians quite a bit, but, Neither of these teams, and you mentioned the White Sox. The White Sox, I still think, are the team that should be winning this division. I'm just – we talked about how disappointing the Mariners have been. No one has been a bigger letdown, in my opinion, than the Chicago White Sox.
3: Absolutely. They are the most disappointing uh, team in baseball. It's been a lost summer so far in Chicago. Um, Yeah, I mean, this is the the team that was probably the most prohibitive favorite to win their division, maybe along with the Dodgers. And uh, right now they are under 500 and playing even worse than that. Um, they're not hitting. Um, they're not good. Um, yeah, Baltimore just took care of them for a few games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's – and, uh, you know, I've, I've said some negative things about La Russa. I've said they probably should change managers, but it's not his doing at this point. They're, they're just not playing well.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. And uh, looking at the other division in the central, the uh, NL central, as of right to, right now today, the 28th, uh, you know, the Cardinals have lost their lead right now to Milwaukee, who get a half game lead on them. Looking at these two teams, I think both teams have gaps. Both teams have strong points. Obviously, the pitching on. The Brewers side on paper should get them all the way in, but their hitting has left a little to be desired so far this season. As for the Cardinals, I think they've pitched a lot better than we all expected without Jack Flaherty, but Jack Flaherty coming back and then immediately hitting the IL again is a big problem. On paper, I think the Brewers are the better team, but they're both going to be active at the trade deadline. Who do you think is going to get the advantage?
3: Well, I picked the Brewers, so I'm going to stick with them since they're basically in a dead heat now. As we do this, I think Milwaukee's barely in front. Um, I just the pitching with Milwaukee—that's why I gave them the edge. Um, you know, Woodruff now coming back—that's a big plus for them. Um, I think both teams are good. I feel like they've underachieved. I mean, certainly they've been, both teams have had injuries. Uh, Goldschmidt has been incredible. That St. Louis defense is something else. They've got. Three of the war leaders positionally with Renato, Edmund, and Goldschmidt. Um, Michaelis has had a great, great year so far. I I kind of feel like they should both be playoff teams, and I'm not sure that they will the way things are going there.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're not lying. And speaking about playoff teams, the Mets, the Mets have kept a five game lead over the defending World Series champion Braves, Uh, kept the lead over a team that has surged back up into the rankings, even though they just lost defending MVP Bryce Harper. So I'm not feeling good about the Phillies going forward. But the Mets, they're going to get back Scherzer, who's going to do his next rehab assignment. And not to mention, there is not an established timetable that I'm aware of for DeGrom. But as we keep being told, DeGrom will be back. And you got to believe that Tyler McGill will be back at some point. Are the Mets (laughs) really going to be able to do this without those arms if they don't come back?
3: Yeah, well, I give them the credit for doing it without them to this point. Um, Obviously, Scherzer was there for most of the first half, but it has been absent for the past six weeks or so. Um, you know, give him credit. Um, certainly, uh, if they need something, they'll go get it. Uh, we've seen that. Uh, Steve Cohn wants to win. Um, you know, I think they're going to need, certainly, at least are back, and he will be back soon. Uh, we think one more rehab start for him, and he's ahead of schedule. Um, you know, I asked Buck Schalter about DeGrom, he texted me that he's on schedule or something like that. I don't even know what that means, on schedule for DeGrom. We, we have no idea what the schedule is. I mean, maybe he knows what it means, but, um, you know, I'd mostly be guessing that it's going to be a little bit after the All-Star break. But, I mean, we, we really don't know. We'd heard two months at least at the start, and now it's certainly going to be three months. And the question is, will it be four months? DeGrom, if healthy, the best pitcher in the sport. Um, we just not sure on that one. I do mm-hmm. think if Scherzer, I mean, suing Scherzer will be fine, and there's no reason to think he won't be. Um, they're they're in good shape, even even without DeGrom. Um, Walker has been better. Carrasco has been mostly really good. Uh, Peterson has been good. Um, you know, they got more depth than we imagined at the start. So uh, they're, they're in good shape, and as I said, if they need something, they'll go get it.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, talking about the Mets, I, I, there is a team I want to talk about. And that's the Braves. You know, Max Fried, I think, has really come into his own as an ace. Um, Austin Riley, I think, is really kind of coming coming to his own as well. But this team, even though winning the World Series last year, they got Acuna Jr. back. They are currently without Ozzy Alves, which definitely hurts. This team does lead the major leagues with most Ks per game. Uh, they K over 10 times a game. Is that something that's going to come and bite them at the end of it, or is this a team that's built to strike out and put together runs and beat up on teams?
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm not too worried about that. I think it's a really good team. They did win the World Series. Obviously, a slightly different team. They don't have obviously Soler or Rosario, two of the or Peterson, three of the uh, great playoff uh, players for them last year. So slightly different team, but you, you mentioned Riley coming into his own and free. What about Dansby Swanson? Oh, yes. Man. He has gotten good and very good timing for him. He's made that uh, free agent class even better, which Bogarts will be on it because he will opt out. Trey Turner, another big star, will be a free agent. And we think I think Correa is going to opt out. We don't know that for sure, but um, why not, right? I mean, more likely than not, he'll opt out as well. So we're going to have four... Great free agent shortstops, which is what we ended up having last year once Lindor had signed. So, another big shortstop class, but Swanson now a
2: star. You know, looking at the uh, shortstop class, and, you know, we had kind of a flooded shortstop class last year. Would it be wise for Correa to opt out this year, or should he wait till the following year when it's probably going to be a completely barren shortstop class?
3: <laughs> well, uh, I, I think you should, if you can do it while you're still young, uh, you know, he was doing it at. 26 last time, going on 27. Now it's 27 going on 28. Uh, Yeah, I would do it. I mean, there are enough teams that are going to need a shortstop. You know, you hear the Cubs are a team that's going to go after a big shortstop. They're certainly, we hope at this point, going to spend. Certainly all the teams that are going to lose, these players are going to need a shortstop. I mean, I love Trevor Story, and he's certainly got a lot of big clutch hits for Boston, but I don't know that he's proven that it's gonna, he's going to be able to just go back to shortstop seamlessly. So, you know, all the teams that are uh, losing these shortstops, they're going to need shortstops. And so, you know, I think Correa will opt out barring injury and, and assuming a decent season. It would have to do last year uh, where he had over a seven war. But um, if he has his normal season and he is heated up, I mean, he's he's playing good late now. So. I'm pretty, I, I think that barring injury, I, I'm going to say Correa is going to opt out.
2: I'm going to go ahead and mention one thing here. Cause it is in the rundown. So let's give a quick shout out to the Texas Rangers in that they've absolutely turned their season around and pulled themselves out of the gutter. Now they're not a playoff team and they're definitely not going to be competing with the Astros barring some sort of miracle, but it's almost like them and the angels decided to completely flip flop <laughs> and freaky <laughs> Friday this season. Uh <laughs> What, what, what a absolute fall from grace that we, I I don't want to harp on the angels too much. We know it's their pitching. What does this team actually have to do to compete going forward? Because it seems as though the AL West has a potential to be open in the years to come.
3: Yeah. I mean, it's going to come down to pitching for Texas or the angels. I think both teams have the hitter hitting. Certainly the angels do and should. Angels are in a funny spot. We mentioned this before with Otani. What do they do? I mean, you know, he's a free agent after next year. He's going to go from like, you know, he's at $5 million now. The average major league salary is going to go to $50 million in two years. So what do they do at that point? I mean, you trade Trout? I mean, you got to wonder. You're going to have three players making a combined $120 million plus. So they're in a kind of a bind. They are in a bigger market. They can afford to do some stuff, but you know, if I'm them, I'm a little gun shy in the free agent market. Obviously, signing their own Trout was good with signing, but the free agents they have signed, I think Syndergaard's done fine, but uh, the ones they've given the big multi-year deals to have not worked out. Um, you know, I certainly would want to sign Otani. Uh, he's been incredible and he's amazing, but I, it's they're in a bind. I don't know exactly what they're going to do. Texas, they've got money. They spent it. They spent on Semien and Seager. They're playing better after slow starts. And uh, I think they still will continue to spend and try to spend to win. Uh, but they, they do need pitching. Both teams need pitching. I don't think there's any question about Martin Perez. Coming back to Texas has done a nice job. I, I would think they'll try to lock him up. They only got him on a one-year deal. Would seem like the right thing to do at the time, but I mean, he's one of the be- been one of the best five or six starters in the American League to this point. So, yeah. pitching, pitching, pitching. That's the question for both those teams. Then the Angels have that extra question about the payroll situation they've got going on with all that money spent mm-hmm. on Rendon and all that money they'll need to spend on Otani and, of course, on Trout.
2: Yeah, I mean that money on Rendon. Hell, they already lo- they lost Rendon for last season. They lost him for this season and they already lost him for 5 games next season and oh, we're yeah. not even close to it yet. <laughs> I mean, it's a bit bit painful uh, unfortunately that Rendon contract, but hey, still years left on it, could be turned around. Let's hope so. And uh John, where could people find you? Obviously, everywhere, New York Post and right. MLB Network.
3: And the main thing is Twitter, even though it's unpaid. That's that's my main work it seems like. Which is just John Heyman, at John Heyman. That's easy to remember.
2: I can't stress this enough. The most important Twitter (laughs) account in all of baseball, and dare I say all of earth, at John Heyman. Make sure you follow him. Check him out and everything he does. He's an absolute legend in the industry. And follow me, at Decker6, on Twitter and Antihero Baseball. On Instagram, you can find out where all the things I'm doing are. And, of course, join us again next week here for uh, Big Time Baseball and Odyssey Sports. Like, share, and subscribe. don't be afraid to send it to your friends if they like baseball and want to hear some brilliance, just go ahead like, share and subscribe guys. Thank you so much for joining in, John. Thank you as always for joining me. It's always, always a pleasure.
3: Oh, Cody, you're the best. Thank you so much. Oh,
2: Thanks so much, John. All right, everybody enjoy you some baseball beat it.